Folks, this is just, you know, I'm excited to see these two. It's been a long time since I've seen my beige brothers in arms. Um, and, you know, ever since Jesus and Meryl broke up, they, they've they been looking out for all the light-skinned, dark-skinned pairings in the universe, making sure their thing in the in in the world is is fair and balanced and i'm just gonna let you know none of us have gone hollywood you know what i mean none of us are going hollywood uh chris is a plant manager now so so he's now dressing like a plant manager for our show but but none of us have gone hollywood at the moment you know what i mean we we still still those same three guys from cast tech from from you know what i mean that's who we are at the moment you about to say something josh i was about to say i'm the last stand I mean, what you mean, the last stand? <laughs> I'm, I'm the last stand. If I don't go Hollywood, then we good. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> so so we got to watch out for you going Wow. That's that's crazy. That's never thought I'd see today. I was always more worried about Chris going Hollywood than you, man. I was always more worried. I don't, I don't but here know, we are. Man. He official he plant manager. I think, I think he, it, we in the clear with Chris. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Chris didn't switch up when he became plant manager. So, I mean, Josh, I don't know what you're going to do when you get the bag. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to act. I, I can see well, you acting a little different. Well, fellas, I appreciate the love, man. I am just the interim plant manager right now. So, thank you for the, the projection. I do plan on being a plant and manager. And Dan Campbell was the interim head coach of the Dolphins. Now look at him. Got everybody wanting to bite kneecaps and tread yeah, water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, I get, I get. I appreciate that, fellas. Uh, for, for our listeners, um, yeah, I've been going through a lot at work. I'm also in the middle of moving homes. Um, I'm moving to summer in uh, Massachusetts, where I am located right now. So, bear with us. Bear with us. We gonna get this pod out there for y'all best way we can. Ignore my background. I know it's junky behind me. I'm trying to cover it up as best I can, but we're going to get y'all this episode. We're going to get y'all a good episode today. I'm going to tell you, Facts Over Action listeners is tough because they be cooking our backgrounds. They, they be cooking hey, the hey, hell out of us, boy. Like every episode. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, somebody said they're coming. What years be doing with all them canes back there? That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, like, why y'all be on this so tough? Like, worry about yourself, buddy. Worry about yourself, all right? Don't don't worry about what facts over accident. What what Blueface say? Chase a bag. Don't worry about what I'm doing. But anyway, right, right, right. Um, we got some good stuff coming up for y'all today, man. We have a, a ton of very high-quality stuff uh, for y'all today. The NBA offseason is ramping up. LeBron is getting the bag. Uh, KD... Is I mean, is he the Slim Reaper? Is he the Slim Weeper? Because there's a whole lot of crying going on. There's debates about whether or not he's gonna retire, whether or not they got to get rid of Sean Marks and um and Steve Nash. So we're gonna get into all that and more, as well as who the uh, most interesting folks in the preseason have been so far on today's episode of Facts Over Acts. That sound like a good show to y'all. Sound good to me. Great show. All righty. Well, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. We got the master, the mixing master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man playing Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, Ken Gibbs. We got to do two things before we get into the show. Number one, don't forget the pie pickup challenge is about to start. We are that yeah. close. There's only three weeks of preseason football. You don't got a whole month to ramp up no more. So just letting y'all know, if you want a chance to turn your $30 into $1,000, you better keep coming to Facts Over Action. You better get subscribed. You better tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to. All you got to do is beat all three of us and picking three to five games a week. And that's how we're going to get that done. Um, and the would you rather, fellas, which one would you rather have as far as an infestation goes? A uh, hundred snakes, two hundred fifty rats, a thousand roaches. Man, I'm going a thousand roaches, easy. Mm. Yeah, that's that's not bad, bro. Roaches, I mean, yeah, they nasty, and it means you got some nasty stuff in your house. But snakes or rats? Come on, right, so Gibbs. Come on, Gibbs. Here, here's my thing. The roaches you can get rid of. I feel like roaches is is the least like. Roaches is the least inconvenience. Like you can get you a couple of roach bombs. You could fight, you could hire an, an, uh, an exterminator. You could do all kinds of stuff to get rid of roaches. 
Bruh, wait a minute. To get rid of them, snakes are the easiest. A hundred? That you don't think that's easy, bro? You're out of your mind. A hundred snakes are they're cold blooded, my boy. They're cold blooded. If okay. you turn your heat all the way down, like roaches don't like heat, sure, but like snakes and reptiles die. There's no like, they're done. They're they're done for. Like there's no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They, you know. But anyway, uh, so so who gonna come in and clean up a hundred snakes after you leave the crib for a day and they all dead? Bro, what? You could call somebody to do it. <laughs> call animal control. Yo, animal control. It's, it's 100 snakes in my crib. Come get them. And then when they see they dead too, they can be like, oh my God, this is the easiest job I've ever done. Like, this is great. But you got to make sure they count 100 though because you'll be sick. You thought you killed them all. And again, like, you on your toilet one day and like a giant boa constrictor come out of nowhere. Hey, bud, what you doing? You, you good over there? All right, just checking on. Not going to lie to you though. Out. Not gonna lie to you though, snakes be having a bunch of disease though in them. Oh, absolutely. Snakes 100%. and rats, both. Hundred percent. But we what we discussed, what we discussed off air, which we 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 gotta talk about this on there too. With any one of these, like any one of them, your chances with the shorties are destroyed. Like that's like <laughs> right. that's just the reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? If a shorty come over to your crib and she see a roach, even if you you got the cleanest crib in the world and it just so happened to be you just live on the first floor in an apartment complex and it's just like one of them days and the roach just scurried on in there. You still be. You, could. you know what I mean? You the dude with roaches from now on. Like, she changed your name and her phone to Richie Roach immediately. Honestly, out of those three, if it was just one of them, I think you might be able to get away with, the rat, with a rat the most. What? I think you might be able to get away with a rat. I, I think know. that's the they one that bring the look. Fast, that's bro. the one they that bring the. Le- I think that's the one that bring the least judgment, though. Huh? What? Because roaches, I feel like you gotta have a dirty crib to have roaches, bro. Like to have. Bro, an, a an snake is not bringing judgment. A snake is not bringing judgment. But a how snake, do you even get a snake a sh- in your crib? That's what I'm saying. A snake. Somebody might be like, "Yo, like you're a little off balance, bro. Like, why is there a snake in your crib?" And he'd be like. I, I swear to God, I did not buy a snake. Or, or, if, it's, or if it's just from. one, or if it's just one, you can try to pass it off like it's a pet or something, but it got loose. That's what I'm saying. One snake yeah. is cool. Like, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but bro. like one rat, oh, you're done. You're, hey, you're we didn't done. say mice, we said so. rats. Oh, rats. Rats. He didn't say oh, mice, right. he said rats. Because oh, rats, yeah. rats are a different breed from mine. Like, they're, bro, I only they're seen very... like, I only seen a handful of rats in my whole life, bro. Yeah, it's nah, it's a bro. it's a different. Yeah, I live out Ooh. here in the Northeast, bro. You go to New York. Ooh. Them rats are Wee. different. Them, them rats are. is little Yorkies. They rats is little Yorkies. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> Boy, I you remember that uh the video of the rat pulling the uh pizza up the up a flight of stairs? Yeah. I said, bro, why the, why the pizza look so little? That's a New York style joint, bro. Why the pizza <laughs> look so small? But anyway, we got to get into some actual sports talk now, fellas. So we got KD and he came out saying that he would not retire. He came out so he confirmed that. He said that he was not retiring. However, he did not confirm or deny reports that uh, he requested that it was either going to be he stays and Sean Marks and Steve Nash leave or they get rid of him and keep Nash and Marks. So, fellas, what do you think the final resolution of this situation will be? Will, Will KD stick to his guns? And, you know, they got to get rid of somebody or what do you think is the, the deal here? Man, we here's what's happening. I know this going to sound crazy considering how skilled some players on the Brooklyn Nets are. Um, But here's what's going to happen next season. About about eight months from now, we're going to be gearing up towards the playoffs and we look at that playoff in, in the play-in bracket, we're not going to see Brooklyn at either one. KD is staying on the Nets. The Nets holding, sticking to their guns. They're not making any changes. And the chemistry and the aura around that team is going to be so bad. And players aren't going to want to play there. And they're not going to be able to make any moves during the season to get players there because of what's going on. The Nets not making the playoffs. And Steve Nash is going to be the coach. And Kevin Durant is going to be on that roster. And Kyrie Irving is going to be on that roster. Mm. Mm. 
So you said next year or the year after? This this upcoming season. This upcoming season. This okay. upcoming season. Okay. Because even right. if you are trying to make a deal for the Nets, either the Nets want too much or you a team that's not willing to give up a lot for her. Although you could still make the, the, the argument that he's one of the most skilled offensive players in the league. How much are you willing to give up for a 34-year-old Kevin Durant? He's 34? KD is 34. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Hate that for him. He's thirty-two. Yeah, I thought he's thirty-two. Hate that for him. Chris, what do you what you got, man? What do you think is gonna happen here? Well, that's a hot take by Guyton. That's a hard. Act I, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna miss the playoffs outright with both of them. Like that's well, well, you gotta well, be a well, different well, level of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Playoffs. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. They picked up Bubble TJ Warren, which I know he he was called in a bubble, but he ain't never did nothing outside the bubble. But he's a solid hooper. They still have Kyrie Irving. They still have Kevin Durant. In addition, you're adding Benjamin Simmons, who could play the one through five. Is he playing? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Busy. The way sure? he, been acting, he said he was playing last year. The way he been acting on social, he got to play. He's been locked in. He just playing last year. He's over there dressed like a Saints Row character he, on the bench. Listen, listen, listen. I agree with you, guy, and I agree with you. But he had <laughs> surgery on that back. He got his mental together, taking that season off. Philly gave him some of the money back because they realized it was mental health stuff that he was going through. I think Ben Simmons comes back in a big way. Uh, you can say ill bid all you want, Tubbs, in the chat. But Ben Simmons, when he's on the floor and fully healthy, he's the number one, two, or three and best defenders on the planet. He's also a great playmaker. He just doesn't like to score the ball as much. However, you have two of the best scores we've ever seen in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So how much does he really have to score the ball? Scoring was never the Nets' problem. Defense was. Yeah. Defense and rebounding yeah. was always their problem. Ben Simmons cures that that sickness they have by himself alone. And then you add TJ Warren, who is not a great defender, but a solid defender and an offensive weapon. And then not to mention, you sign back a lot of your – you got Seth Curry, another shooter. You signed back a couple other players that you had last year. Joe Harris will be back from injury. So now you got Ben Simmons at the five with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, and Joe Harris. Come on now. That team is for sure in the playoffs. They're not a play-in team either. I'm not saying they're going to be a top three seed, but they're for sure making the playoffs if they currently constructed, if they go into the season like this. Uh, I, I know that Ben is capable of playing center defensively, is your team going to be good if Ben Simmons is playing center defensively? Like, that's my only question. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, Ben does have a lot of defensive versatility, but that's listen, a listen, tall Gibbs, order. I, I agree with you, but think about it like this, bro. This is not the 90s or the 2000s, Gibbs. How many big yeah. men really yeah. play back to the basket in the league right now? I that's count fair. two. I count that's two. Fair. That's fair. That's that's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, listen, I'm going to say this. Um, I think that this situation is going to be a whole lot of hoopla about nothing because um, because of Rudy Gobert and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves broke the market. The Timberwolves broke the market. And, um, well, you know, if, it's, if it's, we're using the Timberwolves as a standard, then we probably should. Should, should realize that, that. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's like when a when a barber it's like when your barber cut a celebrity hair and now all of a sudden your hey. cut just went from 25 to 60. And it's like <laughs> you never acted like this before Quavo sat in your chair. What is you and doing? Then, and then they would have hit you with yesterday price is not today's price. Bro, line my beard up. <laughs> that's like <laughs> my my brother in Christ, Quavo has braids. You just I gave him a lineup. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I what blame, are you doing? I blame Jayla Rose for that. No disrespect, but I blame Jayla Rose for that. <laughs> Cause I know Listen, exactly what all, guy you talking about. I know exactly what guy you talking about. <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this, man. The, the the market is too messed up, and I don't think that any team is going to want to give what they want uh, for the the players that they're trying to trade away. So I, I think that they're everything is going to be. They just going to have to stay together and be um, just ill fit for each other for the time being. However, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm with Chris. I think there'll be a playoff team. I think they'll be bottom of the East playoffs. And I think, and, and I want to just point out something real interesting. If I'm the Nets, 
I'm trading away Kevin Durant for not much, for what appears to be not much, but for what actually would be much if you really think about it. Like if you really put in context of what you'd be getting back. What do I mean by that? The reality is I'm not asking for a Rudy Gobert-esque package because the, the Minnesota Timberwolves got, they got swindled. I mean, they... The there is no way under God's green earth that the Jazz GM didn't hang up the phone and immediately say, "Hey, turn on that young scooter, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, I need turn on turn on uh, that Gucci finesse the plug. Turn on young scooter jug finesse but, right now." But I, if it's ever a team to do it, it's not going to be Minnesota. But if Minnesota sees success with these two bigs somehow. Do you think that's going to change the league? Because we haven't seen two bigs this big play side by side since. It's been a minute. But it, I, these two I are mean, not the typical bigs. play with in Portland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I mean, these two are not your typical bigs. If you look at Cat's offensive game, it has become more and more reliant on the three ball that like the older he's gotten, the more he has gotten up out of the paint. Yes, he still does post up. Yes, he still does get on the block some. But the older he's gotten, the more that he's gone to pick and pop. The more that he's gotten to uh, running plays where it's like, all right, they're going to run a motion for for Ant that's going to have him standing in the corner or something like that. Like, right. this is not a traditional like, oh, it's a big guy with a kind of feathery touch and a defender. Like, no, this is the greatest yeah, th- th- this three-point a- shooting big <laughs> of all time. You know what I mean? Like, he, he got his three-point trophy to, to validate it, too. So, they're the greatest three-point shooting big of all time here. I don't know. I'm uh, still taking, I'm still taking, uh, I'm taking Brad Miller. Hey, man, knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. But anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think that the market is too bad right now. You know what I mean? It's like the housing market. What, what we just saw after like five, six months ago, before like everybody was like, bro, I'm not paying 500 racks for a townhome in Raleigh when everybody's like, yeah, we, we just going to keep driving the prices up. The exact same thing. Like the market is too bad. These, these teams aren't going to want to give that for KD and Kyrie. You know, they'll be there. They'll be there. I do think that they're going to be a bad team though. Like I, I think that they won't be anywhere near what their potential should be and what the sum of their parts say they should be. Wait, 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 but, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me, let me, let me paint a picture for y'all, bro. Let me paint a picture for y'all. You saying Kyrie Irving on a contract year when he wants a long term deal, and Kevin Durant when he when he realizes that the value of his trade value has gone down because of his age and because teams don't think he's worth all that what the Nets are asking. You think they are going to have a year where they middle of the pack team? Mind you, COVID restrictions aside, monkeypox restrictions aside, because. We don't know what that situation going to be. But you telling me that you don't have the faith in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when they got a chip on their shoulders and they got a reason to play hard this year. Not to mention Ben Simmons' allegations as well. You know, all three of us are from Detroit. I want to reference a famous group out of Detroit to answer your question. The Winans family... The, a beautiful family of singers with a beautiful voice. And and I believe that they made the song, uh, what is it? No, 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 no. The question is, will this, like, I don't think that people understand, really understand how bad last year's team was. With Harden, with Sim, I mean, with Harden, Simmons, Hurt, and Out, Kyrie, and KD, all play. I believe that Kyrie played all the games last. Or am I wrong there? No, Kyrie. That Kyrie. And I'm talking about it. I'm talking about in the playoffs and like later oh, in the season. Yeah, he did yeah. play all the games. Okay, so he played all the games. Well, in the Harden later parts. wasn't there, and Ben Simmons wasn't there. Well, yeah, they weren't there at the same time. No, but they they were traded for one another. So we all know what's going on there. That team reached the exact same. And when I say exact same, actually, I, I, I might be wrong here. Let me let me double check this. Oh, I'm I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The 2018-2019 Nets, before these three got there, reached more success. The big three of D'Angelo Russell, Jared Allen, and Karis LeVert won more playoff games than Kyrie and KD. So 
Wait, yeah. wait, that's last year. The year before that, if KD wore our size shoe, he would have been in the finals. What what size shoe does KD wear? Over eight, over 15, over 16. All right, well, if he were over 16, yeah, he got me beat. But the reality of the matter is, the reality of the matter is, even if we talk about the year before that, they went to the second round. Like, what they are we doing They lost in a game seven with no Kevin Dur- well, no Kyrie and James Harden. And Kevin Durant dropped a 48-point triple-double. Come on, 48-16 and 10. Come on now, we not doing that. We not doing For that. For our Facts Over Acts listeners who are listening to the podcast and can't see me, I'm playing the world's smallest violin right now. Um, the fact of the matter is, I don't care about the labor pains. Just show me the baby. Ain't nobody trying to hear. The only reason the Lions ain't won a playoff game since 97 was because they got hosed in Dallas. Nobody want to hear that. They're just going to say they haven't won a playoff game since 97. I don't care. Oh, if his shoe was a little bit smaller, too bad it's not. I mean, I mean, oh, if Kyrie I, I was healthy, an excuse. I'm not making it, an excuse. Listen, I'm not saying you're making excuses. What I'm saying is we have to live in the reality of what is, not what could be. You know what I mean? And like the reality is, although it's unfair, and yes, it's not a situation where that team was 100% healthy. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to sit up here and look anybody in the face and say, oh yeah, KD, you know, he was by himself and he did that two years younger Mind you, he's going to be 34 years old with lower extremity problems at seven feet tall, and we're expecting him to be that guy again, to be anything close to that guy again? I I, I caution you uh, to, to – I, Chris, I know you got a lot of money to blow. Do not go betting on these, uh, betting on these nets. <laughs> I, don't go I don't do it. On, I, don't, I don't even bet no more, man. I don't even bet no more, man. I was just about to say, if, if you want to throw your money away, I got a hundred better ways that you could do it. I got a hundred better ways that you could do it to betting on these nets to be a top four seed. I got a hundred better ways uh, that you could do it than that. So, uh, but again, I don't think that I don't think that the nets get rid of anybody. But honestly, if somebody had to go, if you were the nets, who would you get rid of? Uh, if if I'm the Nets, <laughs> no, if I'm the Nets, I'm getting rid. I'm trying to flip K, KD and Kyrie in this market. You're not going to be able to. Yeah, but I feel like you can get you a big, pretty big rebuild. It might take you a couple of years, but you could get so many picks and so many young pieces and so much capital and so much money that'll set you up for the future. And honestly. If you got the right pieces and he's healthy and he wants to play, as much as we talk about him on this show, Ben Simmons is still young enough to be a decent enough core piece around some around some younger players to where you can do some some good damage. I'll tell you what, if, if I was the Nets, I would get rid of all three of these stars, all three of them, roundhouse. That's not bad either. Go to wherever y'all want to go around the league. I do not care. Y'all will not be here. Y'all will not be here. I'm going to go to the the first team I'm going to go to is the Thunder. Listen, I'll give y'all multiple of these. Give us some of the draft picks y'all got. Y'all got about 20 draft picks in the next two years. Give us a few of them. Give us some of the best ones. I'm protected because, of course, I'm giving you two of the best scores in the game, or I'm giving you some combination of one of the best scores. Give me me three picks and Giddy. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll throw KD in there and say, listen, give me Chet and. Three picks. Give me Chet, Giddy, three picks. And let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure the Thunder would say no because, like, their future focus. But, I mean, I if I'm going to get kicked out That's in the first round anyway. That's why I say, well, I don't see the Thunder giving up both. If, if I'm going to get kicked out in the first round anyway, take them. Take them. Do y'all best. Yeah. Do your best with them. Do, do what you want. The worst team is I'm offering Kyrie and being for and, the first for first round pick so I can get in the, so I can get in the Victor uh, sweepstakes. Exactly. Exactly. And I was just about to say, not just not just uh Kyrie and KD. If they don't, if the Thunder don't want to poke it up, who else, who wants who will offer us the best deals for these three? We could package them together or we could sell them off individually. However, y'all want to do it, we'll do it yeah. that way. But I, those three I, got I, I personally, I personally would sell them all individually. Um, and I agree with you, get I would give it all three of them. First things first, Ben got age on his side, and Ben is also proven that he could be a top three defender in the world. Sometimes top one defender in the world. So what I would do is whatever team lacks defense, give me all of your immediate assets for Ben Simmons. You know what team that is? A lot of teams on the West Coast, like Denver, 
You give me Michael yeah. Porter Jr. And, and 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 two three picks, you can have Ben. Yeah, you could put him and Jamal Murray with Jokic, and now you got defense. But now I got uh, Michael Porter Jr. and I got some picks because y'all injury prone. Go ahead and throw them yeah. on over to Portland. See what you can get out of Portland for them. Exactly. Because you, you know, know Portland got a little bit of something from the Pelicans too to take it. Hey, exactly, exactly. Here you go. Or, or and then if I'm if I if I if I'm looking at KD options, you know, what team will KD be good on, but won't hurt me in the future? You know what I mean? Because KD to me, he still got three years where he's going to play for titles. You know, he's going to be in ti- any team he on, he can be title contention, right? So, what team do I think? won't hurt me in that three-year span. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Even if KD only give me 25 and 7, he's still going to be like a number two option on a championship team. Like, let's be honest. I, I don't think I don't think KD is in that window anymore of any team he's on as a championship contender. But proceed. You know, so that the team I was going to say is, hey, Lakers, give me street clothes, Davis. Straight up for KD. Give me street clothes, David, straight up for KD. Because if I know one thing, I know at least he's locked into a max deal long term. And he got a chip on his shoulder where he has to be healthy if he wants to keep getting paid in this league. And Brian and KD, CBA, I don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Brian and KD getting old. So in three years, I probably ain't got to worry about the Lakers, you know, because it's no way Brian play. If Brian plays like this at 41, I might sell all my assets and buy stock in LeBron James because he's not human. He's not human. <laughs> if he plays like this at 41, I get I, I promise y'all. I promise y'all. So that that right there, that the next three years, that ain't gonna hurt me. You know, yeah, the Lakers might win now, but I'm rebuilding now anyway. That ain't gonna hurt me. And then you know what I do, Kyrie? Where Kyrie would hate going. Oh, uh, don't say you're shipping to Boston. Where, don't. No, 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 no. He already did, been there, done that. You know where I'm going to send Kyrie? Where? Toronto. Somewhere where he a hate. San Antonio or something like that. Somewhere where Kyrie <laughs> would be miserable. Hey, Pop would not put up with, bro. Pop would exactly. Pop is not I'm going. sending Kyrie to the most miserable place possible. Because what he, the way he's acted to a Nets organization that freed him from Boston and treated him with nothing but the team he chose and convinced KD to go to with, He's handled this situation terribly. So I'm going to get the best deal from the war. I'm sending him to Sacramento. I knew Sacramento was going to come up. I knew they was going to come up. I'm sending him to the worst place, worst situation. Somewhere where he never going to get 10 games on TV. <laughs> that man said you is not going to be nowhere but on the local network. That is it. You are going to be on uh, Sacramento 7. That's it. That's yep. it. <laughs> you don't extend. Fox Sports Sacramento. You're not extending the North Cal. You are not dropping in the Southern Cal. You just got that one little area. That's it. That's all you got, my <laughs> he, boy. Got, he got games in two zip codes. Ooh, Sacramento or, and Bakersfield. That's it. That's all you got, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Or even, even one worse, send them to Orlando. <laughs> Kyrie with all them young guys, he'll be he'll lose his mind. He'll lose his mind. Hate that for him. Hate that for him. I absolutely would hate that for him. So okay. I, I I think I think that we all came to the consensus that not too much is gonna happen here. But speaking of things happening, uh LeBron James becomes the highest earning NBA player ever in terms of salary, crossing the half a billion dollar mark with this new. Two-year, $97 million with a player option on the back end. I just love how they how like these star players keep putting player options on the back end. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, like even if I'm mid, I'ma just come back. <laughs> y'all, just right. gonna, y'all just gonna have to pay me the 50. What you gonna do about it? Like that's that's just where we at with it. What's up? Beautiful, beautiful, good for them. Love it for them. Fellas, what do y'all think about this deal to LeBron? Um I think it just cemented the fact that LeBron is putting roots in L.A. I don't know what that has to do with Bronny's future, but I do think it has a lot to do with LeBron's like post NBA plans. We already see so many things that he got in in production. I think he's just thinking long term as far as his uh, post playing career and, and his family's career. I don't think it's too much to read into. Honestly, I think it's crazy. The Lakers pay. It's not crazy that the Lakers paid that much. 
But I do think it's going to be hard for them to contend if they don't have a healthy team or retool within that time period. When is when is uh does anybody know when Russell Westbrook's uh contract is up? He got one more year. He just uh, extended the player option. Yeah, he's, right? uh, yeah, the player option. He got forty seven million for the player option this year. He done yep. it this year. Mm, okay, good for them. Good for them. All right, Chris, what do you think? What do you what do you think of this deal, man? Uh, it's smart on the Lakers' behalf. I mean, it keeps you the Lakers. It keeps you in the mix. It keeps you relevant. Because as soon as you lose LeBron, you know you go to rebuild. Every team, every team LeBron's been to had to go through growing pains when he left. Even Miami, that's a historic, historically great franchise, great organized and professionally ran franchise. They had to go through some growing pains losing LeBron. So yeah. that being said, the Lakers did the right thing market-wise. However, if you don't change that roster, I hate to break it to you. Ain't, ain't ain't much ain't much gonna go come long term from that. I agree, and I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it a step further, and, and some people are not gonna like to hear me say this. I think that LeBron's window for being in the space of as long excuse me as long as he's on your team, you're in championship contention. I think that window doesn't extend beyond maybe maybe this year, maybe. I th- and, like, people talk about, well, he was on the Lakers last year and they didn't even make the playoffs. So, like, what do you think? I don't think that people properly put in context how bad that Lakers team was. There was right. an, there was an 11-game stretch, an 11-game stretch where one of two things happened. Either LeBron scored 50-plus points or the Lakers lost. Like, there was an 11-game stretch where that was the case. Now, I mean, are they not bringing out the same roster this year? Yeah, yeah they are. Much. Yeah. But that's but that's my that is my problem here because last year the Lakers were snake bitten in terms of injuries and you were like oh man like this is tough you know this it won't always be like this hopefully hopefully but the reality here, here, is here, you could be looking at another think, year like that here's what I think would be different for the Lakers this year that a lot of people don't take into effect okay Russell Westbrook is in a situation where if he doesn't perform this year he may not sniff more than ten million dollars for the rest of his career. A year. That yeah, being said, I, I see. that that being said, that being said, he has no choice but to buy into whatever his best asset is. If that is being a playmaker, role player, if that is being a uh, a second unit leader, he has to buy into that. Now he's in the position right now that Kimball Walker was in Boston, where if he doesn't perform this year. He may never see more than $10 million a, a year again. And Russell Westbrook is two years younger than Kevin Durant. Put that into respect. Honestly, honestly and truly, I think the, the idea of Russ as a second team leader is like absolutely amazing. That's Man. an absolutely phenomenal idea. Because at this point, if he does not commit to being a, a serviceable to good defender, he's a net negative. Again, there were too many times last year if you look at the box score, you see, yes, he did good things offensively last year. Sure. If you actually watch the games, you will see not only on in the in the box score where guards lighten them up, but like if you watch how the guards were lighting them up, it wasn't like they were just cooking them with the craziest moves that you've ever seen. It wasn't like you was like, Patty Mills gave him 40 on Christmas. Oh, he must have been in a different bag. Well, no. He was just running around screens and just like Russ was like spots, taking shots. Uh, I ain't really feeling like chasing, bro. Like it's Christmas. I'm trying to be home with my kids. <laughs> Why would y'all do this to me? Like that's that's what the situation was. So to me, and, and to Russ's credit, he did go back home where he picked up a lot more distractions, a lot more. This was the first year you could tell Russell Westbrook wasn't himself mentally. To me, any other year you look back, you could look at a historical film. Any other year you look back, Russell Westbrook was the one player you know 110% every night. Last year, you didn't get that feeling from him. I feel that. My only my only rebut to that, my only problem with that idea is at the end of the day, this is not like, this isn't college. This ain't high school. This ain't, you're getting paid. Your, your children's children's children may not have to work if your family just manages that money right like don't even gotta build on it or do nothing crazy just manage it right just manage it yeah. and they'll they'll never have to work again 
my brother in Christ, you got to show up, period. You got to show up and show out. You're not getting paid vet minimum money. You know what I mean? Like on Carmelo deal, hey, bro, show up when you want. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't going to really hold you over no 1.5, 7.5, whatever. Bro, you're getting 40. You're, what? Anywho. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this, again, I, I don't think that LeBron is going to be in that category of like, if you give him a serviceable team, they'll be in the championship conversation that much longer. And last year's team wasn't serviceable. And again, I've said this time and time again, if if Russ want to play defense, they got a shot. If not, mm, that's tough. That's tough. It's He's he's one of the most, and the, the interesting thing about Russ, when you talk about him, he's one of the most polarizing and controversial players in the game because it's rare that you find people that are like, I mean, he's really good, but or like, eh, he's a little below average. It's either like they love him or they hate him. And uh, another player that falls in that category for another sport is Antonio Brown. Fellas, Antonio Brown said that the biggest regret of his career, the biggest regret of his career, of Antonio Brown's career, where he got kicked off the Steelers for recording post-game huddles and things along those lines, where he got kicked off the Raiders and lost $30 million. And then the process called Mike Mayock a cracker got kicked off the Bucks in the middle of a game and sprinted out of the uh, of Meadowland Stadium shirtless or sprinted out, out of the field, rather, shirtless. He said that his biggest regret ever was that he never got to see himself play live in real time, which has drawn a lot of questions about uh, how good is he all time. So how good do y'all think he is all time with everything about him considered? How good do you think he is? Okay, so I want to start it with two things. One, uh, as somebody over the past year, we can say this on a clean rated show now because it's legal. As somebody over the past year, that has started to uh, indulge in, in cannabis a lot more. I can guarantee you that Antonio Brown was off some of the finest greenery where he said that quote. Because you got to be blown for that to make sense. For the, for the sake of professionalism, mm-hmm. I'm not going to... I, for the sake of professionalism, I'm not going to incriminate either one of you because I don't know if either one of you partake in that. However, oh, I don't. I don't both, of, I both of y'all have played sports. Yeah. yeah. It would make sense if you could watch yourself. That'd be fire. I mean, listen, I was I was a bad dude when I played. I was, you know what I mean? I, I got down. There was no if ands, or buts about that. I don't have many regrets in my career because I really was like, I... And this wasn't even about Antonio Brown because when I was playing, he wasn't he wasn't this guy. But there were other guys like him in the past. There were other guys, and I'm not going to say his name, but there was a receiver that was like in the Michigan high school ball circuit and all that when I was coming up. One of the baddest receivers that we had ever seen play. One of the baddest receivers we ever saw play. It was a lot. Like, it was Antonio Brown before Antonio Brown. All the off-field issues, all the all that type of stuff. And I looked up and I I thought about the fact that the last year that that guy played, he was still cooking corners like it was nothing, but it was just too much stuff off the field. And I always told myself, if I'm going to be done, if I'm going to get retired out of this game earlier than I think, without a gold jacket, without playing the NFL, it won't be because of me. Right. It won't be because of me. Right. So I don't have no regrets from that regard. Right. Like my, my Achilles, both of them tore my bicep tore. I don't have no regrets about, you know, making it, you know, it being my fault. But even still, I got some things that I look at in my career that I'm like, I mean, yeah, not getting to see me play in real time was cool. But like there were other things that's like, eh, I probably would have did this play a little different. I probably would have did this a little different, you know. Which is why I guarantee you that man was heavily medicated when he said that. That's fair. That's fair. Chris, what do you think about this take, man? What do you, where, where does Antonio Brown rate for you all the time? Where does he go? So I'm a Steelers guy, everybody knows. But um, peak Steelers years, Antonio Brown was neck and neck 
with being the number two or number three receiver in the league. Correct? Am I am I totally out of this world saying that? No, you're not. You're not. Okay. Not at all. So so, what what that means to me is Antonio Brown. That's an I- ideal situation. An ideal situation where you are thriving in a role, so we're going to keep you in that role and keep increasing your responsibility until you tap out. Antonio Brown, for you to say your biggest regret is that you didn't get to watch yourself play. You just admitted to the world, you probably didn't watch much film. Because isn't that what cameras are for? So you can watch yourself play? You are not wrong, my boy. You're not like you know. I, I, I'm you so thinking he meant real time, but also I, I, I think mean, he meant, I, I think I, he meant real time. I, I, I believe I, I, he I'm sure, sure he meant real time, but unless you're gonna clone yourself and, and and really just stand on the sideline and watch yourself, the only way you can watch yourself in full motion is on a camera behind film. Yeah, uh, he might pull a Danny Phantom trick. We don't know. Like Guyton said, he might be heavily medicated. I think you said greenery. I don't do greenery, but I think he's stronger than that. I honestly, <laughs> it it, it, it might have been. <laughs> it might have been Franklin Saints product. Might have been Franklin Saints product. <laughs> Yeesh. But, 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 but where he is all time. So it, it it's funny to me because athletes make all this money, man. And it's like, why throw it all away, you know? And then they want to talk about, well, my legacy still lives. No, it doesn't. When they strip you of that money and strip you of that title as a, a, a star NFL player, your legacy goes with it. You can't yeah. name me one superstar that had off-the-court issues or on-the-court issues that we remember his entire career, the goods and the bads, over the stuff that happened on the court off the court. You can't name And one. you know what's Ooh, crazy? You- Latrell Sprewell was a dog. And right. all everybody ever remembers, like all everybody remembers, hey, ain't that a guy that choked out PJ Carlisle? <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even, and I hate to use this example, even OJ. Yeah, even OJ. Yeah, sure. Even OJ. Like, you made the argument yeah, OJ yeah, he top beat, five. He, beat, he, he could be top five player ever. And he beat that case. But you know what you think about? Rappers still Bronco. have him to the... Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody still has him in rap bars. I beat the case like OJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear that no more. My legacy still live up. No, it doesn't. Your legacy dies when you did the incident that happened. Yeah. I, you know, to me, I think I think you got to put him as a top 15 receiver of all time. I think you got to put him as a top 15. Which is a question I had really quickly. So around the time of like AB's apex, I wasn't watching football as much as I usually do for like a two, three year span. Mm-hmm. And I was listening. Uh, I forget what I was listening to, but they were making an argument that like a couple of people that were like football, they were like heavily involved in football. A couple of them had AB ahead of Larry Fitzgerald all the time. Like just purely based off skill set. Was AB really a dog like that at his apex? Now, let me say this. AB, when you talk about Antonio Brown, I think that his ability to cut and not lose speed is something that's like one of like may that's it's not one of one because we've seen it before, but it's rare. It's extremely like that's a generational or like maybe two to three players per generation have that. He was one of them. He could just when he was running at his top speed. He would make a cut on the route and barely slow down. Like that was just like, and, you, and, and you not to that. mention he was a six round pick too, guy. You got to remember that yeah, when you a six right. round pick and you come into the league doing stuff like that, you instantly stand up. But even coming out of Central Michigan, everybody knew he was not supposed to be a six round pick. That was not supposed to be a six round pick. However, um, his attitude and who he was off the field is the exact reason he was a six round pick. So. Like, don't get me wrong. Antonio Brown was like that. But to put him ahead of Larry Fitzgerald is crazy. I see these people were, were former college players. I think it was a former pro there. They had him ahead of Larry Fitzgerald. They had let, him ahead of Marvin Harrison. Let me let me leave this to you. Let me leave this to you flatly. Larry Fitzgerald has more career tackles than he does drop passes. 
<laughs> That's crazy. That man never played a down of special teams. When his QBs got picked off, he was more reliable to go make the tackle than it was a defense to say, ah, oh, Larry self-check, bro. He's going to drop have, this one. He, he did have Carson, though, didn't he? He had Carson, a 40-year-old Kurt Warner, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he had some high pick throwers though. He did. Who were the other guy? Throwers. Who were the other guys? They the other guys were I Matt mean, Liner. I mean, listen, listen, uh, listen. Yeah, Liner. I'm, Liner. I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm oh, not what taking you're saying? What you're saying? Saying, okay, so what you're saying? Okay, so what you're saying is the threw so many picks. Yeah, okay, did, okay, I got. He had a lot of chances it. to throw some. You know, get some tackles. His cookies all, should be pick machines. All I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. In in nearly every career stat, in nearly every career stat. It's not even like it's not like um Antonio Brown and, and Larry Fitzgerald are like in the same stratosphere. Watch this. I'm a, I, I got their stats pulled up. All right. So uh Larry Fitzgerald is number two receiver of all time in terms of receiving yards of 17,492. Guess where Antonio Brown comes in on the all-time list? Probably 15, 16. I was Josh. gonna say lower than that. I was gonna say 32. Close, 24. Okay, okay. We both was used a little. I mean, which, yeah. if you think about it, that's kind of crazy considering he didn't play. He that didn't really long. play that long compared to, like, how long Larry played. What? How many, how many seasons A.B. give A.B. got 11. 11? 10, like 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah he, he played 10, 10 or 11 seasons. I swear I don't remember A.B. B. At the same time, it's a, it's a football knowledge gap for me. But, but, again, Larry did play longer. Yes, absolutely. Larry played for 16 years, for sure. Not gonna knock him. Not gonna not gonna say that that didn't happen. But again, there are twenty two spots apart in terms of receiving yards, in terms of receiving touchdowns. Larry is number six with one hundred twenty one. Guess where Antonio Brown ranks? Say twenty one. Chris, give it a shot. Nineteen, eighteen. Josh was closer again. Twenty four with eighty three. Wow. Man. In terms of all time receptions. Larry Fitzgerald, number two of all time, 1,432. Give me a guess of where Antonio Brown is. I think he's lower. I'm going to say about, uh, say, 31. Chris, give me, give me a guess. I'm going to say 25. Chris was closer on this one. He is 21 with under 1,000. Like, this is not, this should not be close. That should not be a conversation. But, the, but they were talking in terms of, like, just pure skill. If you're talking about so so here's the thing here's the thing if you're telling me can you're you're using these players in Madden which one would you rather want prime Larry prime AB I'm probably going AB because in video games speed matters more all that good stuff whatever 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 but like even if you're saying like oh for a season in real life you you got to go with one of these guys for a season and like you know you don't got to deal with whatever they were, they were just for their best season. That's what you get. I'm still going to go Larry Fitzgerald because I know that he's not going to be a problem in terms of, Oh God, he's not getting the ball. He's melting down on the sidelines. Oh God, what is happening with Larry? Like that, that's something you've never seen from Larry and people forget that Cardinals team that went to the Super Bowl. Either one of y'all name me another player that was on that uh, roster as far as offense goes. I mean, was, uh, the quarterback, the only one I know. That was Who was the quarterback? quarterback? Johnson, right? Who was the yeah. quarterback? Man, that was a while ago, Gish. Exactly. Was Kurt Warner the quarterback? Of the yes, game? Kurt Warner yeah, was, was the quarterback. Kurt, it was, was Kurt, Kurt Warner. And was that uh, Chris Chris Johnson or was that That's before they, he went to Arizona? I believe that was before. that. I believe they had uh, Douglas. That was when they Douglas played the Steelers, Hightower, right? That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, they played the yep. Steelers, yeah. But that's, that's I know that Steelers point. roster really good. I can't think of the Cardinals roster. Though. But that's my point. Like, this team, that he went on a historic run in those playoffs. He put that team on his back and took them to the Super Bowl as a wide receiver. That's something we've never seen before. Anquan Bowden was a dog on the other side of him. Let's ah, not take yeah, away Anquan, him. Yeah. But those were the – like, that was it. So, to say, oh, the player who has done more, the player who's – like, that's – stop it. Get some help. Get some help. And again, oh, no, here's the, I don't think it's close either. Here's the biggest thing that the here's the biggest thing that says, like, all right, this is why I'm not really gonna take this conversation too serious. 
Antonio Brown played in the system where they found ways to get him the ball at all costs. Because again, the man would, he would just moan and complain any point in time when he was not getting the ball. Larry never did that. And is still up there in terms of like, you go best season for best season. Larry is, is in that same stratosphere for almost everything. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What? Come on, knock it off. Knock it off. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. To say that he's better than Larry, again, if I got to go one game, one game, and I know I'm not going to have to like, again, this is a simulation. I don't got to deal with none of their personality, sure. And then if you if you dare to factor in like who was more reliable, who was actually there for the team, who never actually had to get cut or anything like that, come on, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not even, it's that, you know. A.B. is an all-time great. Again, I said he'd be a top 15 receiver. I'm not saying he's a slouch and a scrub that, you know, you couldn't pay me to put him on my team, but stop it. He's not He's not up there uh, with, with Larry Legend. And then this is our last, this is our last take on another player who has been growingly controversial. Boy, I'll tell you what, this, this episode has featured a lot of controversy. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended 80 games for PED oh, use. I'm... Chris, give me your take on this. You the baseball guy? You the, you... <laughs> You the guy that played baseball in college. Talk to us. You know, uh, baseball is one of them sports, man, where a lot of things happen behind the scenes that you never know. You know, uh, the game, sometimes you get tired of people saying baseball is boring, baseball is boring, baseball is boring, which means if I'm a player, I got to be the greatest hitter, the greatest thrower, whatever I got to be to make the game interesting because – Mind you, DeGorm for the Nets last year, he had an ERA for, I want to say, 40-plus games of 0.85, which people that didn't even watch baseball, they were they were, they were were happy, right, to see him pitch. But mm-hmm. people was like, baseball's still boring. So what make, what, what excites people? Scoring runs. Yeah. So, and, mm-hmm. you know, him, him doing drugs was influenced by you know, you get tired of hearing that stuff. Even when I played, I got tired well, he of hearing said, that stuff. Well, he said it was a ringworm cream that got him that got him caught up. That's what he said it was. Yeah, so. grown man, huh? You playing in the sandbox, huh? <laughs> so, yeah. I ain't heard I, the ringworm since. <laughs> since I was about six, honestly. Exactly, bro. Playing you know, in the sandbox. I, I <laughs> Making <just>, sandcastles. I, <laughs> I really can't believe it. I really... You know, this is, I'm just, I'm very, uh, I'm very embarrassed that, I'm very embarrassed that this is even a thing that, you know, there are reports that uh, Fernando Tatis' father said the failed drug test came from a fungus caused by ringworm and all that. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Just, just take your penalty. Just take the penalty. You know what I mean? Like, because we know certain folks, if you get caught doing PEDs, you are never getting into the hall. And it's only a certain group of people for some reason. that they just, <laughs> once you caught, yeah, it's over for you. Fernando, you fall in that group, my boy. Uh, if I was you, I would fess up, smile. Hey, man, things happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it happens from time to time. Josh, what you thinking about this suspension and PED use? I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction. Baseball is a dying sport. And honestly, as far as mainstream exposure goes between how well both teams in New York have done this season and the monster roster that the Padres are putting together, this is the most mainstream coverage that I've seen baseball get since about 2016 when the Cubs went on that playoff run. If you want to save baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. is what, 24? Yeah, I believe so. I think he's top five in the in, in the league in home runs. Not even the National League, the entire league in home runs. Mm. On defense, he's one of the most exciting shortstops. He's he's not going to want a gold glove by any measure, but he put some exciting plays on at that at that position. Go ahead, let him do some PEDs. You know, I I have long argued this. I have long argued that like they baseball they hurt themselves with this stop doing PEDs nonsense because. So- I love baseball. I love seeing the the small 
the small details in the game, what makes baseball baseball. But that's not going to sell tickets. It's not 1932 and all the announcers don't sound like Johnny's rounding second. It's that's not going to sell you tickets anymore. Hey, hold on, People want to see. Hold on, hold on. We're <laughs> not about to act like Guyton did just do that voice perfect. We're not yeah. about to sit yeah, here this is, this and is act like Guyton did do that voice just perfect. Bro, uh, hold this, on, man. This hold is a man who grew, he clearly grew he up with some baseball. He just took us back to 1932. With the, yeah. with the, yeah. nah, bro, no, we not that, that like that was a pure, that was a pure uh pre pre Jackie Robinson voice right there. That's what hey, it sounded like. That's what it sounded like. So if you want to sell, even if you just talk to the casual person, why would a person f- flip channels, or why would a person want to see? If you look, do any of y'all follow the MLB, ESPN, Sports Center on on Instagram? Um, I don't follow MLB, uh, the the baseball thing on. But we know that like Instagram is slowly turning to TikTok. All you see on there is reels. Right. When you look at the clips from this time of year, because there's no football, there's no basketball. All of their clips right now are either pro wrestling related and their fans are going to stay their fans or it's baseball. What sort of baseball stuff you see right now? It's some kid in the, in the it's it's some kid mm-hmm. in the stands eating hot dogs. It's some uh girl that's catching a ball. N- rarely do you ever see something that's actually related to baseball. Yeah. That's actually related to the game. You know why? Because yeah. nobody wants to see a bloop single over second. Yeah. Let them boys do their PEDs, and when Aaron Judge home run totals go from 50 to 110, then maybe you might sell some jerseys and sell some tickets, and we might see mainstream baseball coverage. You might not go in the potential of having a strike with your players' union every 70 days. You know, I, I would like to see a 101-mile-an-hour cutter. I would like to see it. I would love Who don't want to see that. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. This is my this arm is the, gonna fall off, bro. Oh yeah, 100. percent 100. Are they gonna be? Are they gonna be around to like revel in that when they're 50? Of course not. But I'm gonna tell you. If you ask me, can bring back the five best memories or the five most memorable moments of baseball in your lifetime? Number one for me would probably be that umpire Robin uh, Galarraga, the perfect perfect game. That'd probably be number one. I cried that night. Um, <laughs> number number two, number two. I bro, I promise you, as a kid, I was not into all sports that like I was like a teenager and as an adult, like it just wasn't really my thing. As a kid, I was into football, hockey, basketball, football, basketball, hockey in that order. Those are only three sports I cared about. When I found out that like um Mark McGuire and uh Sammy Sosa had that like home run battle going back and forth, like. I was a kid. I did not know what home runs were or why they mattered. But everybody at the barbershop, every time I went, they were talking about, oh, man, who homered, who homered, who homered? And I was like, what does homer mean? And like, that's when I had to <laughs> that's when I had to like learn about um, uh, baseball in a little bit in that respect. And I remember because I was young, I was like little, little. And like my barber was talking about, yeah, they they going you know, they're going jack for jack. It's just every time you look up, somebody hitting one up. And the other one, the third one would be Barry. I'm going to just go three. The third one would be Barry Bonds breaking a home run record. Yeah. Two of those moments can be directly contributed to PED usage. <laughs> yeah. Listen, baseball, lighten up. Stop taking yourself so serious. I mean, like, come on now. Come on now. Aside from these things, what is exciting about baseball? Y'all announcer saying something crazy and Nick Castellanos happening to hit a home run at the exact same time, which he's done like three times in his career, apparently. Very interesting. But anyway, what what else do y'all got going on? Man, wouldn't y'all like to see a hat trick? Wouldn't y'all like to see a hat trick, man? I, I'd baseball. like to see I'd, I'd like to see more guys hitting the cycle. I'd like to see yeah. it. Man, I'd like, to see that, it. like people don't even know what the cycle is. If you don't know what the cycle is, it's a single, double, triple, and a home run all in one game. That You know how rare that, like, if you saw those more often, it'd be like, bro, this guy hit a cycle? I'll tell you, if Who Curtis Granderson was juicing, if Curtis Granderson was juicing, I'm 100% sure he could have did it. I feel like when I first started watching baseball early 2000s, we were seeing a cycle every two and a half weeks. 
Right? It was it was so normal. And now it's just like yeah. everybody was we, we had who was some people that played for the Tigers, old school players. We had uh Bobby Higginson was hitting for the cycle. The, the, hey, listen, again, <laughs> again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that like there's absolutely no regulations and like no like paying attention at all. But like at the end of the day, again, when most people think back. Is the MLB is running into the same problem as the WNBA. And this is how y'all know I'm not like a horrible human being who hates women. They both had the same problem of they're doing things to intentionally undercut how exciting their game is, how exciting their game can be. That's stupid and that's backwards. Y'all need to go ahead and make a way for everybody to have this thing be as exciting as possible. And I'm sorry, having your players do a little bit of SARMs, if that's what it's going to take to make people watch, Hey, more power to you. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the reality, okay? But anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about ringworms and PEDs and the long ball and tough times in Brooklyn as far as basketball goes against the best of times with, uh, you know what's crazy? We really have, like, there has been more coverage of KD saga than there has been the two New York teams having excellent seasons. That's that's unfortunate. But anyway, we know y'all tired of us talking about that. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,